Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, this week we're headed to the east side to the Red Lion Pub. This was most recently Brokaw Irish Pub, now kind of an English pub, mm-hmm. but um, it's had this this pub feel for years and years. In fact, you go there now, and, and uh, if you're not a, a soccer fan, a football fan, um, you're, you're going to become one because there's a huge following there, right? Right. It's, it's got this British pub vibe, and it's been there for quite a few years now. And what always draws me in is when I walk in, I always I'm reminded uh, that they have that giant picture of Paul Weller on the on the wall, who was in the Jam and the Style Council, and I've been a lifelong fan, so. I always wonder why I'm not there more often. <laughs> I, and I see that portrait made it into your story. You're a big yep. fan, right? It's like the first picture in there. So what is the vibe like at this place um, now as a, as an English kind of soccer bar? Well, it's got two sort of things going on because it's restaurant. So if you go there at lunchtime, you know, loads of people having fish fry and burgers and all kinds of great food. Um, but especially on the weekends, it becomes a soccer bar and it's a Tottenham Hotspur bar. So um Lots of Tottenham scarves and, and signage around, and it's very active and very lively with that crowd. And for uh, those who don't know the Tottenham Spurs? Uh, it is a, a, a soccer club in London. Soccer Got it. team in London. Yeah. So if you don't know, you can definitely go find out at Red Lion. Out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this building like? It was um, built as a kind of a row house first, right? So it wasn't originally a bar? Yeah, it was built in the late 19th century um, in a sort of smaller version than it is now. It's been expanded a couple of times. But it was originally a house. It was like a, a row house sort of tucked into that hill. It's a sort of built into the side of a bluff. Okay. Um, and around the turn of the 20th century, it became, uh, it was bought by Gettleman. It was a rare Gettleman tied house. Now that is a name that is uh, iconic to Milwaukee, but maybe not yeah. immediately recognizable. Who was Gettleman? Uh, Gettleman was a brewery that was also in the Mil- Miller Valley, where Miller Brewing is now. Gettleman was across the road. Yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely one of those original, one of those original breweries. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So it was bought by Gettleman, and was mm-hmm. it? And it was a tied house. It was a tied house um, until Prohibition, and then you know the usual story. <laughs> We've heard that story <laughs> before here. Then on everything Urban it, it became you know like a variety of things, including the quote unquote. I'm doing the finger quotes with the uh, soft drink parlor. Ah, yes. You know, <laughs> occasionally busted for having less than soft drinks. Well, this was built in the 1880s, so a row house then. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about the, the next chapter later on in the story. But back to the present here, I mean, a busy business. I remember when it was Brokaw looking in there. I used to live kind of in this area. I actually used to work at Bel Air Cantina, which is right oh, around right the corner. The street, yeah. I'd always see that place busy, especially on St. Patrick's Day, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they still have a, a menu there. So it's got this uh, fish fry and um, kind of that pub fair, right? Yeah, and they have an awesome patio out back too, which is really nice. Um, but you know, Brokaw was super popular here, and it was also um, there was one in Madison. Yeah, it was as popular that sort of lasted longer, I think, than the Milwaukee one. But um, whenever you talk about Brokaw, there's lots of people who say they were sad to see it go. But now the Red Line is owned by the same guys that own uh, Three Lions Pub in Shorewood, which uh, is the also Lion a, Connection. I see Lion Connection. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, coming up in the second part of our conversation here, we're going to wind back the clock to the 1930s and talk about the business that was there for 50 plus years, the Five and Dime. That's next on Urban Spelunking. If you're looking to have some fun in Milwaukee, we've got you covered. You can count on us to spotlight local music, events, and stories every hour, every day. 
All of these programs are free to enjoy because of support from listeners like you. When you join Radio Milwaukee today, you're supporting our local focus. And you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to Buttermint Finer Dining and Cocktails. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to make your gift today. All right, Bobby, back at Red Lion Pub. Let's wind back the clock several years, 1930s, when this was the five and dime. Yeah, so after Prohibition, um, a number of operators kind of came in and didn't stay very long. But then by 1938, and perhaps even a little earlier, um, there was a guy named Edward Ludyan who came and opened a bar there with his brother Steve. Ultimately, they had a split, and Steve went off and ran his own place. But um, Eddie stayed there, and his family was there until 1989. Wow. I mean, that's a that's really like long 60, run. Yeah. Basic, basically 60 years. You think about starting a business in the 30s and continuing it through the 80s. I mean, and just what a slog having yeah. that kind of business is. I mean, you basically for that entire 60, I mean, that employees, but for 60 years, this family probably like couldn't really leave much. Because, <laughs> you know, when you run a neighborhood tavern like that, you know, you got the, the husband's work in the bar, the wife's work in the kitchen, the kids are, you know, washing dishes. It's, and that was very much the kind of place this was. I talked to, Eddie's granddaughter, who used to work there, when her mom ran it, and when I posted the story on Facebook, uh, actually when she posted the story on Facebook, all kinds of relatives of hers um, posted about when they worked there, when they were in high school, and so it was definitely that kind of family-run place. So what was the vibe like at the Five and Dime? Was it mostly a, a bar, or was it a restaurant, too? Uh, yeah, it was It was mostly a bar that served food. Okay. So... Which I wouldn't say is a restaurant. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a pub, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean it's a, and it was, um, you know, back in the day, the Galoon Tannery was right across the street. Okay. Huge employer in the neighborhood, yeah. so it was very much a, a tannery workers' bar. So working class place. Um, Hopefully and, they they cleaned up before they came to the bar. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it was apparently very dark in there. Yeah. Um, so definite kind of like neighborhood working man's bar and the food apparently legendary. You know, I mean, fish fries, again, uh, which he'd been doing from the get-go, apparently from the 30s on. Um, well known for its burgers, its sliders. Okay. So he must have done like the Yeah, I saw on your story, it was, it was butter burger sliders, And right? also butter burgers. Yeah. So yeah, definitely well known for the food, but I think it was primarily a bar. It is something to think about a, a building like this that's been making fish fries since you know the 1930s. You think and there's made... got to be like fish smell in the walls, <laughs> yeah, right? right? <laughs> Maybe even earlier than the 30s and making burgers and you know it's just there's that is so Milwaukee and Milwaukee culture to think about you know the the, the millions of fish fries probably that have come out of that building. Over oh the years, right, just right? the enduring nature of well, and the enduring <laughs> popularity of what they do, right? Because if if they stopped doing fish fry or burgers, even now at the Red Lion, people would probably be up and up. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> people still want that same kind of thing. They want a comfortable place that has good food and sort of feels like home, right? So you said tanneries were used to be around here. Uh, what did this part of the east side look like? I mean, it was, was this really industrial? Yeah, that whole stretch of, you know, Water Street where it curves around and goes up where it meets kind of Humboldt over there. Yeah. Um, that was all very industrial, and some of the buildings are still there. Like one of the Galoon buildings is now apartments. The one of the Galoon garage buildings is now Eagle Park Brewing, um, and actually that whole stretch of Water Street where um, that Fresh Market, is, Fresh Time Market, and all yeah. of that stuff in the north end, all of that development, that was all up until the probably early nineties. That was all tanneries. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember walking past there when that was just like tanneries the whole way up. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember we, we, we've talked about that Galoon building and then um, the next street over, Commerce, used to be the same thing, right? Uh, like where Lakefront yeah, is. Yeah, what's that- interesting is if you're at the Red Lion, you're at that part of Water Street where the Red Lion is, you can look straight out across the river to, um, to Commerce Street. You could never do that until... Um, I don't remember the exact yeah. 10, 15 years ago when they tore those buildings down. That stuff was all there until fairly recently. It completely changed the feel of that whole that whole part of downtown. And it is amazing how they've restored or how it's been restored to this kind of natural, um, kind of almost like wildflowers, and it feels kind mm-hmm. of prairie-like almost. Uh, well, I think it's restored itself to that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... I was going to say they, but I think... <laughs> right, because I think the, the plan is, you know, there are some... If you go a little further down where the old Trocadero is, uh, building is, they've built those apartments there mm-hmm. on the... Riverside. The plan, I think, is to build those all the way, all the way east to fill up all that land at some point. But um, thankfully, so far that hasn't happened. So we can enjoy the view. So back to the five and dime. This um, this was not the only five and dime in Milwaukee, but it was. Uh, you point out the the one that endured, the one that that uh, was the longest lasting. A couple other five and dimes in, in the city. Yeah, I found a few when I was searching. I found a few other five and dimes. I don't know if they called themselves five and tens or five and dimes, okay. but I know for a fact that this one called itself the five and dime. And actually, some of them were definitely called the five and dime because they spelled it out. Yeah, five. So and this place dime. uses the numeral five, an ampersand, and the number ten. So the question, if you didn't know, you'd be like, was it called the five and ten? Was it called the five and dime? Right. But it was definitely the five and dime. Yeah, I, I, I love seeing those, like the original permits that you found from trying to, you know, source the history of this building. And uh, the five and dime name actually tied into the prices, right? It wasn't like yeah, a, a beer yeah. was five and a liquor drink was 10 cents? Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. But what I love about these stories, though, is that um, I managed to find, and it's not rocket science, but I found... Uh, the granddaughter of Eddie Ludian, who, as I mentioned, worked there and her parents ran it for a while. Um, and she's the one that really opened up so much of this. I mean, it'd, it'd be a, a somewhat interesting story, I guess, about a bar. <laughs> but once I talked to Cindy, it just it gets this whole new level, right? She sent me a picture of her grandparents. There's a picture of Cindy herself working the grill. She had the memories of where the... Um, where the duck pin bowling lanes were. Oh, really? They had duck they pin bowling, huh? had duck pin bowling lanes in there. I mean, just like all of that sort of soft stuff that you can yeah. really get from newspaper reports and things like that. It's I feel like that's like the really f- fun part of doing a story like this. is. It's a story about a bar, but it's also a story about a family for 60 years. Three generations of a family. Pretty amazing. And that's the kind of stuff that you're not going to find in the public records. Like when you when you contact the family member who can share real family photos, right? And we can see a, a like in your story, you've got an image of of her dad, right? I mean, oh, uh, yeah, that's her grandparents. Or excuse right. me, yeah. her grandparents. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, toasting at what looks like a wedding or it something. It was like their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, or something. yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? You suddenly, I mean, because otherwise it's just a name, right? What's who's this guy? But then you see these people, and it really kind of gives you a sense of of the place in a in a really different way. Well, next time you're at Red Lion Pub, you can think about the history as five and dime. A uh, business that was there from the 30s all the way through the 80s. So uh, pretty pretty cool to see those generations of family history uh, preserved in this story and, and in this podcast. So next time you're there, check it out. And uh, <laughs> definitely don't forget to take a look at that big portrait of Paul Weller on the wall, That's too. That's right. And if you, <laughs> you can always see it in the story, but go see it in person. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. And please do take a moment and, and rate and review the podcast. We'd love to get your feedback and do subscribe. We put out new episodes every Tuesday on Milwaukee and Radio Milwaukee teaming up on the Urban Spelunking Podcast. 
Next week, Bobby, we are. This is a. This is like talk about a slice of history here, a slice of a bygone era. Where are we going next week? We're going to the former Pan American Club on Wisconsin Avenue, like 38th in Wisconsin. The building is still there, but the the place is long gone. So it uh, it's definitely not. Uh, you can't really tell what it used to be, but absolutely not. No. Looking at the postcards and and the menu that you found at this place, it looks like a pretty pretty cosmopolitan spot in it, the yeah, yeah. in its heyday. So we're going there next week, the uh, Pan American Club, next week on Urban Speed Talk to you then. I'll talk to you then.